Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. Joining me today is Steve Cox, Account Executive with Alan Boswell Group. Morning, Steve. Morning, Gillian. Morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. No problem at all. Nice to see you again. Sunny <laughs> and both of us. We're obviously on Zoom. We'll be able to tell by obviously the sound recording, but we've, we've clearly both got sunny days where we are, which is nice. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, tell me, how long can Alan Boswell Group have been established for? And, and then just going to tell our listeners about the organisation and its history. Yeah, no problem at all. So we started, Alan Boswell himself started the company back in 1982 in a small office overlooking the river in the busy village of Wroxham in Norfolk. Um, company has expanded over the years, which now has over 350 staff, spread over seven different offices, with our head office being in Norwich. Um, we are a fully independent insurance broker, ranked in the top 15 in the, in the UK. So, um, so which means a lot to us, um, as well as arranging anything uh, from property insurance. We can arrange car insurance, house insurance, commercial insurance, pretty much any insurance that you need. And we also have a financial planning team to provide financial planning and advice. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, you've now got seven branches. And, and as you say, gosh, you're, you're ranked within the top 15 independent insurance brokers. So what are the reasons, you think, for its longevity and kind of reputation that, that Alan Boswell has? So we're, as I said a moment ago, we are fully independent, which means a lot to us. So we are not answerable to any one insurance company or any insurance company, which means we can do the very, very best that we can for our clients. Um, a lot of our referrals, new business referrals come from existing clients and word of mouth, which is, we feel is very important. And it's, it's, a, it's just a, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a good source of, source of referrals to us. Um, obviously we have referrals from the internet as well as obviously a big, big thing now, but um, yeah, the, but the word of mouth is, a, it's, it's a, yeah, it's that, that, that's where we got a lot of our business from. So that's just, yeah. Absolutely. Well, tell us a bit about your experience then and how long you've worked with Alan Boswell. Oh dear, oh dear. Right, here we go. Right. So (laughs) I've been with um, the Alan Boswell group since I left school um, back in 1991, dear, oh dear, and um, started on a youth training scheme back in the day. I don't know whether you had them in Scotland. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, YTS scheme. scheme. Um, so I started there, as I say, back in August 1991. Oh my word, it's 30, 30, yeah, 31 years this year. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, got taken on after six months. So I got taken on on, on a full time basis, which was good. Um, started my role within the claims team. Uh, heading up the claims team and then moving on to our personal lines division, dealing with car insurance, house insurance, a lot of motorcycle insurance at the time, yeah. before moving on to our commercial side, um, dealing with all commercial insurance, farm insurance, whatever, fleets, whatever. Um, and from there, back in, when was it, 2000 and 2000 ish, the role came up in our property insurance division um, for a business development manager, which I 
when I jumped at the chance to take that on. And I now look after a lot of our larger portfolio clients, um, letting agents and introducers all over the UK um, who recommend their clients uh, contact us for, for, for all of their insurance requirements. Um, now one of our largest introducers we have on our books is the Scottish Association of Landlords, which, mm-hmm. which is a, it was a fantastic introducer of ours. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 a bit about me, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just saying that such association of landlords, because one of the many insurances Alan Boswell um, Group offer is landlord insurance. So, first of all, can you describe you know how it actually varies from home insurance? Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there are some fundamental differences between the between home insurance and landlord insurance. One of the main ones is a buy-to-let type policy, landlord insurance, um, wouldn't would include malicious damage cover caused by a tenant, whereas potentially that wouldn't be covered under a, under under a household policy. So it's just some things. Some policies will include it. Some will ex, some some will exclude it. So it's just important that you that, 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 that you check your policy to make sure you've got the right cover in place. Mm-hmm. Another difference is. If a property can't be let following a following an insured claim, then a landlord insurance policy will or should should I say should should provide cover for lost rent not being received uh, whilst it's being repaired, or the costs incurred for rehousing a tenant whilst it's being whilst the property is being repaired. That's a that's a that's a that's a big one, um, and also liability insurance. So, should anyone injure themselves, whatever in the in the property, um, the landlord insurance policy should again, I'm, I'm saying should yeah. should include um, uh, uh, property owners' liability cover that, that that would cover you in the in, in the event of any in injury to um, to a to a tenant or their guests or or a passerby should it be a tile or something fall from the roof. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, was it a legal requirement then for a landlord to have this? It's not a legal requirement, but it's a. We strongly, strongly recommend anyone, anyone, and, and anyone with a with a rented property takes takes insurance out. I mean, the costs. The it, it doesn't cost a lot. I know costs of everything are going up at the moment, but the differences between a home insurance cost wise and a buy to let insurance, it's not massively different. It's it's, it's not a lot different. They are, they are they are very similar, and when you look into the, the covers that you're getting. It's something that we strongly recommend you do. I mean, costs costs for liability claims can get into thousands, millions potentially. So it's and for a couple of hundred pound here or there, whatever. Yeah, as you mentioned, the landlord insurance obviously can differ hugely. So what does it tend to include as a, as a kind of standard landlord insurance, and and what additional protections would you recommend landlords insure they're covered for? So standard. Property insurance would cover you for standard fire, storm, flood, malicious damage, things like that. Um, uh, it would also in- should also include property owners' liability insurance should an injury arise or something as, uh, at the insured property. Loss of rent or alternative accommodation cover following an insured claim. That's a, that's another that's that's something that that that, that, that you need to ensure that you've got. Um, we are seeing a lot of liability claims coming in at the moment where whether it's a no win no fee company or, or, or someone trying on just to see if they can get some money for their for, for, for their clients um, we'd strongly recommend a limit of at least five million pounds for the property owner's liability cover um, yeah so and obviously in, in, in conjunction with that we've then got 
cover for legal expenses, rent guarantee, property emergency, which yeah, which are which are optional extras on 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 top. But um, it's a it's a, it's a, it is a standard household type policy with a few extras in there as well. But um, yeah. So, okay, so let's just focus a bit more on the rent guarantee um, cover and and just the benefits of this. And obviously, um, probably over lockdown, you may have experienced many landlords where where there was issues with rent, and this obviously would have been hopefully a bit of a saviour. Yeah, definitely. So um, prior to lockdown, we had um, we had a legal expenses and a rent guarantee policy in, in place, um, which was which was going well. People were buying, and it was yeah, uh, claims were being paid. Um, then lockdown came, uh, COVID came, and literally insurers just stopped offering the legal expenses and rent guarantee cover, or the, the rent guarantee more, more specifically, just stopped offering it full stop. Um, then it, then after a, after a few months or so, insurance came, uh, so some insurers came back into the market, um, and it's now a product that, that we are selling and a lot of. I mean, come, people are taking it out. It is covering should the eventuality of a lockdown or COVID came back again. Um, just explain a little bit more about it. So the legal expenses insurance would it effectively, if you've got a tenant who's not paying their rent, it will help you evict your tenant. So that's the legal expenses side of things. And the rent guarantee side, which you can take in conjunction with the legal expenses, would be to cover your lost rent. So tenants aren't paying their rent. Legal expenses insurance will help you evict your tenant. And the rent guarantee would cover your rent that, that you're not being paid whilst they're, whilst they're in situ in, in your property, not paying your rent. Um, so, yeah, it's a it, it's it's something that we are selling a lot of at the moment and it's something that we, that we strongly recommend people look into for a, I think the legal expenses is, is around the 40 pound mark and le- and rent guarantee is uh, if you've got your insurance with us is 160 pounds per, per property per year so it's it's something when you consider how much how much rent issues can fall into mm-hmm. it's something to strongly consider Particularly, if rent isn't being paid, and by the time it's maybe through a tribunal, you could be speaking a kind of lengthy term that a landlord could be without rent. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what type of things can be claimed for under landlord insurance then? Okay. I'm sure if you speak to a lot of people, people people would say, "Well, insurance never pays out on anything." But that's not that's not that's not that's not the case. It's not the case. Um, things that aren't in it's it, again, it's pretty standard under as, as a standard household insurance policy as well. Things like wear and tear would not be covered. So general maintenance, general maintenance issues, that's not covered. Um, again, storm damage, defences, something like that. It's a, it's a, it's a usual exclusion. Um, under insurance is a is, is a is a is a it's a big issue at the moment. Um, we're seeing a lot of properties which which are underinsured, um, and because I was going to ask that actually, because how can landlords ensure that they're not overinsured, but at the same time or, or underinsured, you know, for that matter? Yeah, I mean, at the minute we're, there's stats flying around around the, around the insurance world saying that around seventy five percent of properties are underinsured. Which is a huge number. Yeah. Which is, when you consider the amount of properties that that, that 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 are out there, that that number are underinsured, it's um, it's a it is it, it is an issue. 
So just got to remember that the, the property needs to be insured for the rebuild cost and not the value of the property. The value of the property is pretty much irrelevant. So should a property burn down or whatever, should a property burn down, it would the, 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 the reinstatement rebuild costs needs to be what it would cost to, to reinstate that property back in, into the same position. There are a few ways in which you can do this. Um, if you've got a mortgage valuation on the, on the, on the property, that will always say what the rebuild costs, what the rebuild or reinstatement summon should should be. Um, a surveyor's report again, that will, obviously that will that, that will cost money, but um, it will it'll tell you it'll tell you where, where you need to be from from a, from a rebuild perspective. Or there is a website, um, uh, the BCIS Building Cost Information Service website. Um, uh, put in some details of the property, what it is where it is, number of bedrooms, things like that. And it will come out with a figure as to where the, what, what, what the reinstatement cost should be. Um, again, if it turns out that a property is underinsured, then the insurers could apply what's called the average clause, uh, which in the event of any claim payout could result in you receiving far less than you'd hoped for. So I'm um, I'll just use some. I'll use some nice, simple figures for my for my purposes. Um, if you make a claim for thirty thousand pounds, say for example, for a fire, whatever. So you make the thirty thousand pound claim for a fire. You've insured your property for a hundred thousand, where it should be insured for one hundred and fifty thousand. So you've only insured for two thirds of your claim. Your claim payout would be twenty thousand. So you've insured for two thirds of your claim of your of your property. You will only receive two thirds of your claim. So okay. it's something that, as I say, it is an issue. And um, at the moment, as I say, I think around seventy five percent of properties are are underinsured at the moment. So it's uh, oh, when you consider the when you consider the amount of the amount of uh, properties in them, yeah, in the in, in the in, in the market, it's a it's a huge figure, and it's a yeah, it's a huge issue as well. So just get just get that that um, rebuild something sure correct, and you should all be good. Good, that's good advice. Well, are there common mistakes then that landlords make when searching for landlord insurance? My comment on that would be just go for the cheapest option. Um, obviously, price is a big, big thing at the moment. Obviously, prices of everything is going up. But um, uh, just make sure you've got the correct levels of cover in place. Um, so make sure that insurers can accept all types of tenants. Some may, some may exclude students or tenants on receipt of benefits or something like that. Um, just make sure that, that that they can include all types of tenants. Um, make sure you've got the liability cover in place at, um, we, we say, a minimum of five million, just to make sure you've got that cover in, cover in place. Malicious damage caused by a tenant. Um, yeah, just don't go for the cheapest option. Um, some, some insurers will have a high, high excess on, on certain things. Um, so, yeah, it's it's look for the things that are important to you. At the end of the day, look for the things that are important to you, make, and make sure you've got you've got cover that that you want. If you want any, if you ever want us to look over any any of your your policies for us to to, to run our, run our eye over them for you, more than happy to do so. That's great. Well, so let's talk about tenant cover because can you explain how it works? So, a tenant would. They need to ensure their own contents. They always need to ensure their own contents. A landlord can't do that for them. So a landlord can only cover the items that the landlord owns. Um, so it's just vitally important, therefore, that the tenant has their own contents cover in place. That's 
Okay. Well, look, let's, let's end yep. on, on a little note that because um, there's so much experience in landlord and tenant insurance, you, like you must have some amusing stories from from various claims over the years. I wouldn't say we've had anything funny, funny as such, but um, when it comes to claims, probably the most common ones that, we've, that we have at the moment are escape of water claims, liability claims, storm, break-in thefts, subsidence, things like that. So I've, got, I've just got one claim that, I'm gonna, that I'll just tell you. It's not a funny claim. It's not funny at all, but um, it's just something that is vitally important. Um, so we had one liability claim, which was settled for two and a half million pounds um, for a broken, for someone suffering a broken leg um, when their car in a private car park. So it wasn't a tenant or anywhere, just a, just a general yeah. member of the public parked their car in a private car park. So effectively trespassing, they stood in a pothole and managed to break their leg. So again, they shouldn't have been on this. They shouldn't yeah. have been on this land. Shouldn't have been on the land. Um, ended up going to high court, and it got settled. As I say, for two and a half million pounds. So effectively, if the, if our client have had one million pounds worth of liability limit or two million. <gasps> He would have had to stump up an extra an, an extra sum for him that, that for himself. But just to remember, so for, for someone for a broken leg on a private on a private land when they were trespassing for two and a half million pound. So, unbelievable. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. 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 Yeah, oh tell me about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah. yeah. So perhaps you don't want to be underinsured at all. No. No, definitely not. Definitely oh, well, not. listen, thank you so much, Steve. That's been really helpful advice. Thank you very much for that, Julian. That's great. So, yeah, thank you. That's great. Thank you. I'm Gillian Sandler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.